Welcome to Refactor Your Body. I'm your host, JC Hyatt, and uh, on with me as always is Thaddeus Daniels. Hey. And today we have a special guest, Nader Davitt. Want to say hello? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. Um, I know, I, I guess not everybody really knows this, but we actually live, both live here in Jackson, and so we see each other pretty frequently. But uh, it's taken a while to actually get you on the podcast. You're a busy guy. Yeah, tonight we actually have a meetup, and you're, you're going to be presenting there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, so um, I, I actually, you know, on, on that, on you being a busy guy, I definitely, like, I actually would love to start off this episode with that because I think, I just think your origin story is, like, amazing. And I know uh, you've told it on a couple other podcasts in the past, but I'm going to make you tell it again because I think <laughs> it's awesome. And uh, for anyone who hasn't heard it, um, it's just like this, to me, it's just like an awesome story of like what can really be achieved in this industry. Um, so I really want to dive into that. I, I don't know if, I don't really have specific questions, but it's just, just like, like, how did you get into coding? Yeah, I'll, I'll give a short intro or short version of it if I can. Okay. So, um, like, uh, up until uh, I was 29, I was working uh, a bunch of different jobs. I worked in uh, family business for most of the time, but I also tried out things like real estate and um, restaurant business and import and export. And I never really found anything I was too passionate about. And um, the family business was a clothing business. So um, we had been wanting to do an online shop for quite a bit. And we ended up uh, shopping the workout to a couple of developers over the course of about a year. We didn't ever have any luck. So finally, um, we decided or I decided I'd just go ahead and try building it out myself. And um, using WordPress, it was actually fairly easy to get a site up and running with e-commerce. So we ended up launching the site. And within about nine months, we were doing really, uh, really well. We were doing a lot of business. So um, kind of over that course of nine months, I had learned a little bit of uh, PHP and I'd learned HTML and CSS. And I'd also begun uh, looking into JavaScript, but I hadn't really uh, understood JavaScript actually yet. It took me maybe another year after that before I was... Uh, decent at JavaScript. So um, anyway, so, um, but after doing that for a while, I realized that I liked coding. So um, we, uh, or when I say we, me and my wife, uh, I decided, I guess, that I wanted to try to find a job um, doing this. And in Mississippi, I didn't have a lot of luck, especially because of my, um, my background of not having any um, experience or anything like that. So I started looking elsewhere. I started looking in California and I started interviewing or submitting applications in San Francisco and San Diego and Los Angeles. So I ended up getting a job in LA and um, I ended up just moving there with my family. And we stayed out there for about a year and a half or so. And then um, I got the opportunity to work with some really, really, really good developers. So after, um, after having that experience, um, I ended up having uh, – a couple of different jobs out there in California and, and I was actually in LA and I um, had a contract that was uh, a work from home. So I ended up uh, wanting to move back to Mississippi to be around family and be around my wife's family. So we moved back here and I was able to, to continue learning and also continue working from home. And then um, over the last couple of years, I've worked with um, a bunch of different companies, startups um, here in Mississippi and elsewhere. And um, I did training uh, with React Native Training, a company that I helped start about two years ago. And now I work with a Amazon Web Services uh, on the mobile team as a developer advocate. Yeah, cool. And and I know one one really big piece 
and all this is uh, you came back from California and you, you started Jackson's only developer meetup, which is uh, what, like 700 members strong now, right? Yeah, we have, I haven't checked the number, but it's like around there. I think we're actually inching up on a thousand, but I haven't, oh, wow. <laughs> I haven't checked in a while, but it seems to be, you know, we get a, a handful every week or so. Yeah. But um, yeah, so like there's this meetup called JSLA and it's JavaScript Los Angeles. And it was like the first meetup I ever went to. And it's still my favorite meetup in the whole world. And I've been to meetups, uh, like a lot of meetups around the United States. It's like, uh, like, I remember, like, I was in love with LA anyway, but like the meetups for JSLA would be in like these really, really cool um, warehouses and shit, like in, in the middle of like an area of LA that you probably wouldn't normally go. But they'd be these startups that would like, um, they would like renovate and like have these amazing like spaces. And um, like, it would be a warehouse, but of course it would be like really cool on the inside. And um, the people there were so interesting. And then like, of course the meetups, they have like food and beer and drinks and all that stuff for free. And to me, that was like amazing. So I kind of, um, when I came back to Mississippi, I was hoping to have a meetup uh, here as well. And it seems to be pretty successful. We have like anywhere between 15 to like 35 people show up per meetup. And yeah. uh, Mississippi is kind of small, so that's pretty good turnout. It's a great turnout for just given the community we have and the, and like you said, the, the little popular like developer population we have, but, um, but it's amazing. Cause I, I mean, it was like the first one and still pretty much, I mean, there's a, you know, um, there's another one, I guess like for WordPress, but it's still pretty much the, the sole developer meetup, uh, in the Jackson area. So it's, um, yeah, it was huge for the com the community here. So, anyway, so so you're at uh, AWS. Like, what what are you doing there? So I, I ask um, like I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> so my role is a developer advocate. But um, it's like the stuff I'm working on, I guess, is what uh, I want to talk about, or what you people might be interested in. And yeah. there's two like, well, so AWS Mobile is actually um, it's very misleading because not only do we have a lot of mobile stuff but we actually have a lot of web stuff i would say it's almost like aws front end if, if i was to actually if we were actually to rename the comp the, the part of our company today i think that that's what you would call it because we allow basically front end front end developers to interact with and get started building full stack applications using cloud services basically that's our that's our end goal and that's kind of what we focus our time on and it's uh, all about making developers more efficient and being able to do things with their existing skill set that they weren't able to do before. So, for instance, uh, we have a product that's called AWS Amplify, and we are releasing it in a CLI called the AWS Amplify CLI on August 23rd. And I think this episode will be published after that, so I can talk about it. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, we're, we're publishing, we're, we're, we're releasing this new CLI in a couple of days. It'll basically allow you as a front-end developer to be inside your React or your uh, Angular or whatever your front-end project is, and you can run a command and spin up uh, services that you can start using right away without going into the AWS console and without configuring anything. So, for instance, if you want authentication oh, wow. in your app, yeah, you can just run Amplify, Add, Auth, and you automatically have in a full, complete setup in your AWS account for authentication. Also, we, we pull down some local configuration for you and have it all set up. All you need to do from there is maybe five lines of code as far as configuring your local project and setting up a pre-configured, if you're in a React app, you can use a high order component to actually scaffold out a bunch of UI and stuff that goes along with it. 
Um, and you can do this type of stuff with like a dozen or so services uh, right off the bat using Amplify CLI. That's so we awesome. already had the Amplify, yeah, we already had the Amplify JavaScript library. So you could also you could already connect to these services using JavaScript, but before you had to go different routes to go around creating these services. So you had to either understand how to go into the AWS console and uh, where to look and like what the AWS code name is for whatever service it is. But now we've actually mapped those service names to functionality. So for instance, if you want a, a GraphQL API, you can run Amplify Add API and you have an AWS AppSync API and it's a fully managed GraphQL API, GraphQL server. So you don't have to actually build out and maintain and deploy and, and uh, worry about your infrastructure. It's just sitting there and you pay for uh, it as it becomes used. So I think it's like uh, the first million requests are free. So it's really uh, friendly for startups if you wanna just start building and testing things out and uh, seeing if things work. You can actually just deploy to AWS and you don't really start paying any significant amount of money until you get a bunch of users, which mm -hmm. people normally at that point are, ha are okay with paying a little money once they have like a million users or whatever. So. Yeah, so so you can even for auth and everything, you can just kind of like run the commands and get get up and going without really it costing you anything. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there are uh, free tiers for pretty much. Um, I don't want to say every single service because I think DynamoDB uh, there is a certain uh, feature if you use in DynamoDB that will end up costing you a little money, like a dollar or two a month. But yeah, pretty much all the services have free tiers. And basically what that means, you're giving you're given a certain number of uh, requests or number of users before you start uh, being charged any amount of money. Wow. And uh, does it work with, so does Amplify work with um, not just maybe spinning up the service, but also like say defining your GraphQL schema? Yeah, so um, if you create a new uh, AppSync uh, API from your command line uh, using that service, you actually have this local config, mm -hmm. and you can go into that config and add stuff, and then you just do AWS, I'm sorry, uh, the command you would run would be like uh, amplify push, and it would then take the updated changes and push them from there. Wow. So you then you can uh, push them locally, uh, updates, or you can actually go into the console and change them there. See, see but you... Theoretically, you can pretty much stay out of the console on the on the website. Right. That's the whole, that's definitely the whole idea. That's, awesome. that's It's a hundred percent actually with this new release, you can do that. You can never open the console again. That's awesome. And everything can be done from the command line or from your local configuration. Um, so the command line, we're 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 releasing a version one that does you know a lot of stuff, but there's certain things that can't be done yet from the command line. But there is the local configuration which has uh, something called CloudFormation, which is how uh, you can update services uh, in AWS. So you have this CloudFormation template that's spun up from the CLI. Uh, you can go in there and change things, but we're continuing to add new and more features, so you never even have to open that file. That's wow. kind of the, the end. The end goal is to have full CLI everything. So like for me, I'm used to working from my command line as a front-end developer. This is a really good experience for front-end developers. Yeah, and um, I'm sure, I mean, I don't know if it's the same for AWS Mobile. I know one of the big complaints that I've heard, at least historically, for just AWS in general is the, the website's just like, there's so many features and it's hard to like navigate. So uh, I don't know if it's the same for, I've, I've really only logged into um, to your guys' dashboard for the uh, AppSync, the GraphQL API, like one time. So I can't really speak much to like the UX of it, but um, 
but yeah, either way, I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I would say about 80% of the services as a front-end developer, you're probably not going to mess with. So it does, it is kind of confusing. And that's another thing about, about Amplify. We've, we've taken like the services that we've, we think that are really most valuable to front end developers that they can get up and running with. And they're part of the Amplify CLI and they're none, none of the other services are. So it's kind of, we've pulled out the ones that are already being used by front end developers anyway. And we added maybe a couple more that, that, uh, you know, make front end development easier. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say front end development, I'm actually not saying front end development. It's actually full stack development if you think about it, but it's, but it's, uh, they're services that front-end developers can use using JavaScript. So it's almost like you're in the front-end environment. Yeah, cool. Um, that's, that's awesome. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to try that out. So you said it'll drop in a couple of days? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a demo. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. that'd be awesome. Um, cool, so uh, I want to transition a little bit um, into like your, your fitness background um, because I don't know, uh, if you've seen Natter either in person or online or something, he looks like a pretty jack dude. So, um, like he definitely like has been in the fitness. And so, uh, I, I want to, I don't know, have you actually told that story on, on a podcast before? Is this a, no, a, we never talked about health on, on <laughs> podcasts. We have an exclusive. Here we go. <laughs> cool. So like, uh, how did you like, were, were you already in the fitness before you got into development? Um, yeah, I've been in, I've been into fitness since I was like maybe 18 or so. Um, and I think it's because when I was like in, I think it was junior high, I was like the fattest kid in school, literally. Really? <laughs> like when we would get weighed, I was like always the fattest kid and I used to get fun of a lot. So like, um, like I guess between junior high and high school, I lost weight and, and a little bit and, and that I was like, I think it's been burned in my head. I never want to be that kid again. Or something. <laughs> Um, but also I've, I've noticed, uh, if I eat a certain way and I exercise, I feel just a million times better and I, and I'm addicted to that feeling at this point, I think. So mm-hmm. like, that's a big motivator for me. Yeah. So what's, um, what kind of types of training have you done historically? I mean, I guess it's been a lot if you've been working out since you're 18, but what, what have your, you know, primary things been? Yeah, I like to switch it up uh, every year. Or so I kind of change, change what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now I'm doing, uh, I'm, I'm doing like uh, high intensity uh, sprints and then also uh, working out. So, um, so normally I'll, I'll do a mile of, of sprinting uh, like for a certain number of yards and then, and then jogging and sprinting to kind of get warmed up. But also I've noticed, like, have you ever looked at sprinters? They're like really jack. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've read up on some stuff about like this, I don't even know if it's what I'm doing is like even a fitness protocol, but I, but I've read about the, I don't even know what you call it, but the sprinting thing. And it, like, it's, it seems to, to work as far as like not only um, helping you lose fat, but also helping you keep muscle. So mm-hmm. I've been doing that and then I do uh, workouts. And then before that I've been, I've kind of been going year, year off CrossFit, year on CrossFit. So this is kind of my year and a half now off of CrossFit, but I like CrossFit as well. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Dad, maybe you can speak more to how the, uh, I'm actually interested to hear more about how the sprinting works and, and helping you actually put on muscle. Cause I, I know that I've heard that too, but I don't know why. Yeah. I was wondering if that was actually like uh, Tabata protocol or um, anything specific like that fartlek or. No, um, I need to read up on that stuff. Uh, whatever okay. those two things are. They, I, I think if I learn more about, 
you know, a, a real world implementation of whatever this is that I'm doing, it would, uh, it would probably help me out a lot. So what is the, what was, what was the name of those protocols? Yeah. Uh, Tabata and fart lick. <laughs> <laughs> that second one sounds really, really hard to say. But, I think uh, I'll do the first one because my wife might wonder what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> right. And I think, I think the first time that I said it just a few seconds ago, I said, or at the end. So that just turned into fart liquor, which is not what you're trying to, not what you, not what you want. Um, but yeah, Tabata is, um, I think general, you know, I don't, I think there's, there are a bunch of permutations of it. People have kind of, um, gone off in a bunch of different directions with it, but I think the, the, the standard protocol for Tabata is going to be, um, 20 seconds of as intense as possible with whatever the activity is. Um, and, and so, you know, people, people will use it for like abs or something like that, but a true Tabata protocol would be something more like sprinting that you can consistently put in a hundred percent effort into, and then, um, then 10 seconds off. Um, and that'll be eight rounds of that for four minutes is kind of your standard Tabata protocol. And then Fartlek is, that's more of like, it's more of an intuitive thing. You can, you can program you know, what you, what you want to do for it, but it's more like you, you just go out for a walk and you walk for a little bit. And then when you're ready to sprint, you're like, cool, I'm going to sprint to that house and then I'm going to keep walking, you know? So it's, it's a lot more variable. Um, I, I don't do much part like just because like on the intuitive side of the spectrum, I'm just not there. <laughs> like I need to have, I need to have, you know, some numbers and some programming in front of me. But, um, but I've seen, you know, a lot of people have seen a lot of really good results from, from that kind of thing but yeah very cool yeah i've noticed already i'm leaning up a little bit more than than i was before and i haven't really changed that much other than that so it seems to be working yeah yeah it's definitely not a bad way to do it and you don't have to worry about um as much you know muscle wasting as you would if you were out you know trying to train for a marathon or something like that yeah, I've noticed on long when I start doing getting into long long runs like four miles or really anything over two miles that I'm start uh, start having a hard time holding on to my my muscle, but also I feel like uh, like I don't lose as much fat either. I don't know if that's just because I eat more or something, but or if it's if it, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, but uh, I just feel that way. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. After those those long runs, I feel like I don't know. I I. <laughs> I simultaneously sweat a ton in those and hold on to more water for like the next day or so. So I feel like, um, I mean, I run, I run a 5k like once a week. Um, and the day, the day or two after that, um, I always feel like a little bit softer, you know, after those. So mm -hmm. it's really interesting, but, um, and there, I mean, there are huge benefits to incorporating a lot of that, you know, steady state, um, kind of cardio, um, a little bit into your, into your routine, just because, um, and for me, to, to me, the most beneficial thing about it is the, that you become way more efficient at like energy substrate, kind of, um, how that, how you, how that's used, I guess. Um, and so, you know, do, working that into it just makes you more of an efficient machine, I guess. Mm. But, um, but yeah, if that's, if that's the focus, you're going to run into some trouble. That's interesting. Yeah. I always find a, a, a tough time balancing my cardio with my, with my weightlifting. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just abandon cardio completely, but then I get fat. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I wanted to ask about you being in, you know, in junior high, being the fat kid or whatever, <laughs> you know, um, if like, uh, you, you talked about how a little bit, how that, that does come up every once in a while as motivation for you to not get back to being that. Um, do you still, do you, this is, this has been a problem for me um, just ever since. Cause I, I kind of have the same story. Like my, one of my best friends in school, like made me come out to track with him in seventh grade. But up until then I was just, you know, real chubby. <laughs> and, um, and so I think, I think a lot of that too is something that I still see. And I think that that's something that a lot of people have trouble with. So even so is that, is that ever a struggle for you? Like, um, even though you've, you've come so far, do you still like sometimes look in the mirror and be really critical of yourself? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely, uh, have that issue. I think right. it's almost like nothing is ever good enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's interesting that, 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 that happens that you can, um, that you can come so far and you can, not really see your progress as much as yeah especially with social media and um and and you know like you you can focus your attention on the point zero like one percent or even maybe point zero zero one percent of the most fit people in the entire world and like if you follow those people on instagram or something like you see that consistently and it it creates a false sense of what normal is (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely happens a lot with girls but also guys as well maybe guys don't talk about it as much yeah I think it's probably a little bit more like insidious with guys because it's so just way more under the radar and we don't ever yeah. really talk about it you know we're not on a bunch of guys instagrams like yes <laughs> <laughs> <You're> great <laughs> yeah. um but yeah I think I think that that that's interesting because it, I think it's just as much of a problem if not more just because it's so more I guess um, yeah, like under the radar, mm-hmm. more quiet about it. But so uh, you mentioned you you kind of switch between uh, you know one year on CrossFit, one year off. Is is there a reason to that, or is it just kind of like you don't like you get burned out after a year and just want to take some time off and do something new? Yeah, I just kind of get bored of things easily. I like to switch things up and try try different things and try different uh, types of workouts and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So uh, another thing I was uh, wanting to ask you about. So you, uh, I know you've been been at AWS what for eight ish months now. Right. Yeah. Since January. So now it's August. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so at least from what I can tell, I know you were already traveling a good bit uh, when when you were just like kind of full timing with uh, React Native training. But um, looks like your your travel is even like even more so now because uh, you're speaking at all these conferences because you're a developer avocado now. Um, so like, what's, uh, what, like, what's, how's that been for you in terms of like staying, staying in shape? Like, what are you doing? Um, are you just getting hotel workouts or are you finding a gym everywhere? Like, how's that going? Yeah. So I haven't been doing as much weight training when I travel as, uh, as I would like, but, um, I have been incorporating some sprinting and running. Um, so like in Seattle, there's a lot of, um, hills and there's a lot of stairs so if you run down by the so in 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 seattle that's where i go sometimes because aws office is there we get to stay in south lake union and if you go down to the water uh between south lake union and the water i usually stay in between there there's actually a bunch of like massive staircases so what i've been doing is uh running down to uh pike's place in seattle and like running up and down the stairs near the water it's actually pretty cool 
And um, I can usually get in um, 15 to 45 minute workouts in the morning there. Um, but I would say like when I'm traveling, I'm usually doing a lot of walking and stuff. Whereas Mississippi, we don't do a lot of walking. <laughs> if I'm in Seattle, San Francisco or New York, which are three of the places I go to a lot. Uh, I'm usually walking from a hotel to different places and not really taking any transportation. Mm -hmm. So I think I end up getting a little more exercise just from traveling in general. And then, um, I would say the tough part is actually trying to eat right. So normally, uh, I try to eat like zero carb for breakfast and lunch. And then maybe uh, do a little bit more, more of a lenient meal for dinner and then try not to snack in between. Gotcha. What are, what are, your, um, what are your biggest like, snack temptations? So I, I don't, I, I've gotten to the point where I'm not really tempted by, by foods that aren't healthy for me, like sweets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think my problem is a portion control. So like I'll eat something that's supposed to be healthy, but I'll eat like a dozen of them. So they end up not being healthy <laughs> at that, that number. So I think, uh, I think what, I've, uh, what I've learned over the years is uh, if I drink a lot of water along with uh, when, I, when I eat anything, not just snacks, it helps me maintain a decent portion size. But I'm a pretty big guy, so sometimes I get really hungry and just destroy yeah. food. <laughs> gotcha. Um, cool. So I guess – have there been any times where you can look back at uh, just kind of like really, really busy seasons as a developer where you, you weren't really working out that much or ha have you been able to be pretty consistent this whole time? Yeah, I would say it's, uh, I've had times where I've been stressed. That's really more, I would say more so than busy because I, I can be busy and not be stressed, but if I have stress going on in my life, it's kind of hard for me to, to work out and eat right. I just, uh, just don't care. So yeah. I would say I work, I, I try to focus instead on, uh, like I can work, I've been doing it for so long. It's kind of like a routine. If I can, if I can work on not being stressed then everything else kind of falls into place. Gotcha. So like when you, when you f have found yourself like that in the past, like in that, in that place, like, um, what's something helpful that kind of helped you get out? Do you just wait it out or do you like do anything specific to try to pull yourself out of there? Um, I mean, if I'm, if I am stressed, I, of course I have to push myself a little harder and I still try to work out a little bit, but yeah, it's kind of more about, um, figuring out like what got me in that situation and trying to fix it and maybe not ha have it happen again. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I found myself there even, even since I started working out a few years ago, like I've, I've found myself there a little at a time, just really, really busy seasons where it's really hard to, um, even motivate myself to. Even, even though I know the benefits, it's really hard to like motivate myself to like keep going to the gym. Like I'll go and I'm just like, I don't want to be here. So. Yeah, totally. I've had days when I've gotten to the gym and like gotten in my workout clothes and then just like turned around and gotten back into the locker room, put my clothes on and, and gone to work. <laughs> I'm just not going some days. Gotcha. So um, what's your uh, kind of wrapping up? Like what's your um, – you know, favorite lift? Uh, right now it's kind of the, I forgot the name of it, but it's a CrossFit lift where you, um, you kind of uh, have the barbell and you do a clean and then you, I think it's a power clean uh, where you like do a clean and then you push it. Uh, then you like do a, a shoulder press and then you, then you drop it back down. I forgot the name of the actual. Yeah, just a clean and press. Clean and press. So yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really liking that these days. Cool. What kind of uh, numbers are you hitting? Um, right now, like 
I'm at 155 is kind of where I usually end my workout. I do just – I can only do a couple of those. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, the uh, yeah, clean press can it, – it's also it's a also, cardio workout. <laughs> yeah. It'll wear you out for sure. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. What kind of, uh, what kind of diets are you guys on right now? I think we're kind of on the same diet, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of maintaining for a week. I'm trying to cut weight for a powerlifting meet in October. Um, but every, I like to, I like to maintain for a week when every time I lose like five pounds, just cause I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, lose, start losing strength. Um, and that, that tends to work pretty well for me. So, um, when I, so when I maintain, I do a lot, kind of like what you're describing where I'll, I'll stay away from carbs for most of the day and then, um, have a little bit immediately after a workout and then, um, have a have a pretty big influx of carbs at night. Um, and that tends to keep my weight within one or two pounds of, of where I was. Um, but yeah, to lose, to lose, I cut out most carbs. I, I have a little bit of like cranberry juice, some orange juice, um, and a sweet potato and that kind of gets me to about a hundred carbs in a day. Um, I always do about a gram per pound of protein. Um, and yeah, keep my fats kind of re- relatively moderate. Yeah, I'm um, pretty much on a – I mean, I guess I'm on a similar uh, plan right now because Dad's doing all my programming at the moment. Um, so right now I'm, I'm training specifically to just uh, – I'm trying to get my big three up to a place where maybe I could be competitive too uh, in that same powerlifting meet. Um, but I'm also training a lot around my uh, jujitsu. Ju- um, just to improve some mobility and some like, uh, explosivity in the muscles, uh, specific movements at least. So, um, he's been doing all my programming and, um, right now I'm pretty much keto during the day and then kind of basically eat whatever I want at night. (laughs) Um, but you know, with an emphasis on protein and, um, like things like rice or things that are not completely garbage. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're almost all similar right now. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so like what, what can, you know, what, what would you say? Um, like if, if you're talking to a developer who's like, Hey, I, you know, somebody comes up to you at a conference and is like, you look like you're in really good shape. Like how do I get in, like get into that um, and, and kind of like start getting in shape? Like what would you say to them? Um, I would say depending on like their current situation, like if they're kind of overweight, I would probably start by getting like my, uh, my fitness pal or some app that can start tracking your calories mm-hmm. and then um, keep, uh, keep track of your calories for, for a while and keep them below a, like a, a certain number, depending on what's healthy for them. Um, and, and that usually does a lot just cause it shows them where their issues are as far as their eating habits mm-hmm. and then just start working out like two to three times a week just to get started. Um, I think a lot of times um, if you can make that a habit of just two or three times a week, uh, you'll definitely start seeing results, especially if you weren't already working out and then kind of just the idea of taking it slow as opposed to going too hard at first makes a lot of sense for most people, especially developers were like um, de- developers seem to be kind of a busy uh, people because uh, I don't know we just are <laughs> yeah so, um, that that usually that doesn't require too much work you know hitting the gym a couple times a week yeah cool um, so uh, I I guess 
do y'all have anything else you want to go uh, picks? Fit picks, let's do it. Awesome. Um, so this week I, I'm going to actually pick uh, the same thing I picked last episode because they're that good. And I'm that satisfied with these, uh, these knee braces um, or knee sleeves. I don't really know, but they're the uh, Mava is the brand and I'll put a link in the show notes, but man, these things are so good. Like I, I hit a new squat PR in them last week and I also use them at JITS and they're so comfortable. Um, and they really like, I, I bought them a little uh, smaller than the, than probably what I, what my size really is. So they're like really nice and tight still. And man, they are so good. So I'm, I'm going to pick those again. That's awesome. When you don't, you don't have any pain with, with those whenever you're squatting. I have no pain. And I mean, which I'm, I'm getting, I haven't actually had any knee pain, um, in a couple months now, like at all. So it's, um, I think I'm just kind of getting, uh, you know, since I started kind of trying to build my strength in my quads again, I think I'm using, you know, uh, I guess irritating that meniscus less and less. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. What about you? Nice. Uh, my fit pick, I, about, I guess a month ago, um, I went ahead and took the plunge and bought some, some new weightlifting shoes. I didn't just go on, go to the outlet and, hope that they had within a size of my actual size and uh, close to what I wanted. Um, but yeah, I, w- I went ahead and jumped in and bought some Nike Ramaleo threes and they are nice. They are aggressive. <laughs> they, um, they rock. They do. I, I really, I really have enjoyed them a lot. Um, I've, I've mostly just been relying on a, uh, an old pair of CrossFit like uh, Reebok nanos um, just to do my, Olympic lifts and my squats in. Um, and so I, I went ahead and replaced those with something that gave a little bit more support and it has made a world of difference. Um, especially in the Olympic stuff, because I'm just, I always had trouble, um, feeling comfortable, like in the bottom of a snatch or in the bottom of a clean, um, or even in the explosion, you know, actually coming up off the ground and, um, getting underneath the bar and, uh, the, the confidence that it builds to have, so much more support and such a flat sole. Um, it's, it's incredible. So I use those for my, um, Olympic lifts and squats. I still use my Chuck Taylors for deadlift and I don't think I'll ever quit. Uh, but yeah, they're great. Love them. Awesome. Natter, do you have a fit pick? So do these picks have to be about fitness? Uh, generally, but if, uh, if not, then totally fine. If you have something else, well, I can't remember the name of these things, but they're, uh, my wife bought these peanut butter balls uh, not too long ago. Now, I've had the Skippy peanut butter balls, but those are like really sugary, so they're not really health food at all. But um, I forgot the name of these, but they, they sell them in the store. And they're basically like oats wrapped in uh, peanut butter. or I'm sorry, peanut butter balls with like oats on the outside, and they're low sugar. Mm. And they're actually really, really, uh, really good and uh, a good quick snack. So. Um, I can't remember the name of them, but they sell them now at like Walmart and Kroger and places like that. So if, uh, if you like peanut butter and you're like trying to eat low carb and you want something on the go, they're really, really good. Oh, cool. Yeah. We'll see if we can figure out the brand on that. That sounds great. Awesome. Uh, all right. So before we wrap up, do you have any, um, uh, Natter, do you have any shameless plugs you want to mention? 
Yeah, I guess uh, one, the, the two things actually I would like to plug, but they're both kind of what we talked about earlier around some of the stuff we're working on. Um, definitely check out AWS Amplify. It's now a CLI and a JavaScript uh, library. And then AWS AppSync. So if you're looking to get into GraphQL, but you don't want to build and maintain your own server, AWS AppSync is a managed GraphQL service. We're seeing a lot of traction with both of these, uh, these projects. The CLI is new, so we don't uh, know yet. Um, but we've seen such good momentum on the library that this should also do well. So we're, we're assuming that it would also do pretty good. But yeah, definitely check out both of those. And I'm on Twitter, I'm Dabit3, D-A-B-I-T and the number three. I love to, to interact with people. So if you have any questions about what we talked about, follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back and, um, and feel free to ask me any questions there. Sweet. Yeah, awesome. Um, sorry, I was muted there for a second. <laughs> uh, cool, yeah, so we're, uh, you know, I think on our end, we're gonna pick um, our new uh, Fit Start plans. Um, it's been going really well for people. We've, we've been doing that for about uh, six weeks now, or maybe five, five weeks, and um, it's more of a new affordable option for people if, if uh, you know, $1.99 a month is kind of out of your price range. Um, we still have some coupons out there on some specific uh, tasty podcasts, if you know what I mean. Um, and, uh, if you don't know what I mean, just email us. We'll, we'll, we'll literally give you a coupon. No, no worries. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm going to pick that. You can kind of choose your track of, um, you know, do you want to just get lean? Do you want to not have to have a gym and just use your body weight? Or do you want to get really strong and, and focus on compound lifts and learn some powerlifting movements? And those are kind of the three tracks right now. Um, so definitely going to pick that also going to go ahead and mention that we, uh, we actually, I think we should have our uh, mobile app dropping in the next six weeks. So, um, which I don't, I guess this is probably going to go up by the time this goes up, it'll probably be in the next, uh, four weeks or so. So keep a lookout for that. Um, it'll, you know, you'll have a way to, um, uh, uh see your, your workouts and kind of log everything and stuff like that. So, um, it, it, we're, we're using a third party for that right now. Um, like we're, we're thinking about using a third party. So if we choose to go with that, we'll have a mobile app. So, um, yeah, I think that's it for us. Anything else, Ed? I'm good. Awesome. Well, Nader, thanks for coming on the show, man. I'm, uh, I'm sorry it took so long to get you, get you on here, but, um, it's, it's great to, to have a friend on. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. It's really, uh, really fun to talk about something a little different than that I'm usually used to talking about. So yeah, we got the fitness exclusive from Natter Davit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. See you guys. Later. Later.